You get over here. No. You get over here. All right. What? Go, Dixon! Welcome to Born to Watch. We're three old mates, an ex-video shop owner, an industry insider, and a black belt in 80s kung fu movies put their mastery to the test on movies that change the world. Hey there, fellow watchers. I'm Whitey, and welcome to another episode of Born to Watch. In fact, it's our 48th episode, and 48 weeks ago, I would not have thought we'd come this far, but we're nearly at 50, and we've got some cracking movies coming up, and a couple of weeks after, that's our first birthday. Yeah, thoughts on that? Can't wait for the first birthday. going to be great. Happy Easter, everyone. Great yeah. to be back in the studio. Absolutely. Joshy, my eldest boy's birthday this weekend too, so happy birthday, Joshy. Teenager? Teenager, finally, yeah. Wow. Yeah, took him down to uh, Corumban to do the uh, the rope climb. You know, yes, the, yeah, yeah, yep. Treetops. Yeah. Treetops, yeah. Treetops adventure. Good fun, good fun. How'd had, you go? Yeah, good. Had my Phil Dunphy moment. All oh, right. Yeah, Modern Family when he does the roller coasters and then yeah. realizes that uh, there's only so much he can do. Can't do it anymore. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was up high. Yeah. You, you know what I'm like with heights. Yeah. Well, I did bounce last week. Oh, yeah. Trampolining before we went to Sydney and I'm still recovering. My elbow is rooted. Oh, really? Yeah. Left yeah. elbow. It's gone. Lucky it's my, my right yeah. elbow, but it's a left elbow. Dan, thoughts on the impending 50th anniversary and uh, one year. How are you going, oh, mate? I don't, I don't give a fuck about that. Did you get much feedback about <laughs> your statement about dudes can't be friends with chicks? Yeah. Yeah, I did, actually. How'd you go? How'd you go? Let's give, us some, I- give us some highlights. Okay, well, uh, I had three messages in rather quick succession and a couple come through Megan. Uh, I know the purple is uh, – she, she obviously doesn't want to be friends with one of us, but, uh, <laughs> but she would definitely class a couple of us as friends. Uh, and she's now starting to question all her male relationships and whether all of them wanted to root her. And that's what I was after. Hint, hint, perps, they did. Also, also, <laughs> uh, <laughs> also got another one. Um, Got another message from a an acquaintance of uh, of mine, old Jess from from the Shake Up that I train with. Uh, she's good friends with Megan, and uh, and we're quite uh, reasonable acquaintances. And uh, she was very disappointed to hear that we weren't friends. And in fact, uh, but she's gonna she's she she's actually questioning her, uh, you know, lifelong male friendships as well. So, look, it's out there. The question's been posed. And did That's you get good. much people thinking about it? Did you get much feedback on Gao absolutely pussying out on his answer? Megan, we, Megan and I listened to the episode as we drove to, to Sydney last week and she was laughing as much as you were about we don't care what Harry's stance on it was. We want to hear what Gao's stance on it was. <laughs> so that was picked up. Gao still sitting there quite coy. I don't think we'll ever know. But as, as a wise man once said to me, is if Gao's friends with any girls and the fact that he said yes guys and chicks can be mates <laughs> says a lot. So anyway. Outstanding. <laughs> so as I just mentioned, we did ask a lot of questions uh, last week and some, some of them have been answered and some of them haven't been. But uh, anyway, this week we are back in our comfort zone uh, with another Martin McDonough dark comedy. Three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri is as funny as it is bleak. 
And in the end, we'll leave you hanging a little bit, but the journey will be worth it. Gents, when did we first see this movie? Gal, yeah, we'll start with you. I know. I know exactly when I saw it. <laughs> so do I. I know exactly when I, I exactly saw it. I know exactly when I saw it. It was two weeks ago in New Zealand. <laughs> When I was in New Zealand one night after meetings all day, I had actually been wanting to watch this movie for so long and it wasn't on any of the 5,000 uh, apps that I have. Then I realized it was on it was on Disney and put it on and didn't disappoint. I'll give you that. It was, was well worth the wait. Okay. Watch that movie. So very new to it. This is a demo, yeah. demo numbers for you. Oh, demo numbers. So, so Dan, two watches. So, Dan, you're a big McDonough man. We know that. And this is your kind of movie. Uh, when was the first time you saw... One. Yeah, I mean, firstly, can I say thank fuck that we're doing a movie that is uh, excellent and and worthy <laughs> of some uh, some critiquing. Finally, like, hang, hang on, a, hang on a minute. What do you mean? Hang when on a minute. We've just come was, off like we've what was just come off. In, in that we've, we've just come off three straight fives from you in the last five weeks. Yeah, there were some good ones before that. I think I'm probably still going to hang over from when when Harry rooted Sally and what was the other one? The Dark Knight. Oh, my God, superheroes. I'm not wearing hockey pants. Um, so, yeah, all right. It's it's Maybe there has been some good ones of late. But, yeah, I, I was very impressed at the, uh, the random populator chucked this one out at us. I reckon I would have asked you to find this for me on the internet because I'd heard a lot about it. And uh, pre, pre, preceding Plex your amazing archive of movies that you've obviously paid for, well, I would have asked you to find this one for me so that I can watch it. So it would, it would have been when it, when it first came out on streaming services. I would think. I'm, fairly cer- I'm fairly certain, Daniel, this was uploaded to Dropbox and you were mm. sent a link for you to be yeah. able to, to watch this one. I didn't see this at the movies. Uh, I don't know why, but I didn't see it at the movies. I did see it as soon as it came out legally to watch at home. And every one of his movies blows me away. He's, he's incredible. But this is a little bit different than the rest of them. Mm. Uh, but haven't seen it a lot, I must say. Now, overs and unders, I'm going to sit at six. The movie is six years old. Now, Gow's a one. Two. I already judged two. 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 Yeah. two sorry, two. two. Did my homework as well. Oh, you did your homework. Of course, of course. you did. And Daniel, over and under six. Yeah, I'd probably be on the knocker, I reckon. I reckon I'm, I'm six times. Yeah. I, I think I... I'm probably four, maybe five with the watch here. Uh, I, I have caught bits and pieces of it here and there, but I've not. I've only watched it probably four times from start to finish, which is very low for us. Look at that. That's uh, yeah. That's, that's a, a demo. That's, haven't even seen it. Th- that's demos. De- that's a demo. Not watching it for twelve years. Yeah, <laughs> he's still got twelve years until he gets to it. Okay, let's listen to the trailer. You're trying to make me believe in reincarnation, are you? Because you're pretty, but you ain't her. She got killed. Still no rest. How come, I wonder? Because there ain't no God and the whole world's empty and it doesn't matter what we do to each other? I hope not. I don't know what the police are doing. I hadn't heard a word from them in seven goddamn months. I'll tell you this. I've heard an awful lot from them since I put them billboards up. The more you keep a case in the public eye, the better your chances are getting it solved. You take me down and arrest me. They've got nothing to arrest you for. Not yet, you ain't. 
I had some food, I'd give it to you. All I got is some Doritos. They might kill you. They're kind of pointy. Then where would we be? Okay, G-Man, why don't you tell us a little bit about Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Okay, Three Billboards is a darkly comic drama. After months have passed without a culprit in her daughter's murder case, Mildred Hayes makes a bold move, painting three signs leading into her town with a controversial message directed at William Willoughby, the town's revered chief of police. When Dixon, one of his officers, an immature mother's boy with a penchant for violence, gets involved, the battle between Mildred and Ebbing's law enforcement is only exacerbated. I've got to say that I reckon just because it's used the word penchant, that's my favourite synopsis. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I knew you'd like that. Yeah. Penchant. Did you just put it in or is it No, it was in there. Oh, that's why okay. I was like, that's a good one. I'm using that. Okay. For yeah. sure. Okay, cool. All right. Critical thinking. Uh, IMDB has this rated 8.1 out of 10 and it ranks 166 on the IMDB top 250. Now, there's definitely a bit of recency bias there as it's only six years old, but it could possibly be deserved. I don't, it could be a top 250 movie. I know what Morgs will probably say, but it could be. Rotten Tomatoes have this fresh 90% on the tomato meter and an 87% audience score. Okay, we've got a couple reviews. A good one here from, does everyone remember Leonard Moulton? Yes. The, uh, the American iconic uh, film reviewer. Yes. Uh, and, yes. and, you know, fellow brethren. Yeah. Brethren of ours. Bearded. Yeah, bearded. Yeah. You never know what to expect from Martin McDonough. And that's one reason this film is so striking. He offers a consistently off kilter view of human behavior. Brought to life by a first-rate ensemble cast. Pretty good. Okay, the bad. <laughs> Matthew Lacona from the San Diego Reader. I think it means whale's vagina. <laughs> McDonough works way too hard to inject nearly every scene with his painted solution of acid wit and dark roast comedy. It's jarringly effective until it starts to feel like shtick at which point it works only as a numbing agent. Who, who was that fucking ass clown? What was Lacona? Matthew Lacona oh, from the San Diego. Oh, Rid- fuck off. What well, a gibber up. Gibber up. I, I don't think it descends into shtick at all. Not once is it. In, uh, oh, my God. What yeah, a goose. that's rough, Absolute that. Absolute goose, yeah. He's had a bad day. You know when you, know when you have work, you deal with yeah, clients at work and they're true. shitty? And yeah. you have to go back to the team and go, look, guys, you don't know, they might be having a bad day, right? I think he just had a bad day, right? He got a shitty coffee down at um, down at San Diego Harbour. He's had a have bad you day. Got, have not you got a good review, You spent much time in San Diego? Well, I think you guys have got a bit of a story about San Diego, wouldn't you? Surely. Uh, I've spent a, a bit of time down there. G-Man, I know, did some some of his best work with rock flinging down there, didn't you, G- G-Money? <laughs> No, uh, Chrissy and I actually got engaged in San Diego. That's Monday. right, yeah, because you, you got gazumped by your big nose mate in fucking San Francisco. So you massively know. gazumped. Yeah, if you, you get gazumped down the road. by your mate in San Francisco, yeah. had to wait a few days after that to uh, to go for it. No, I was going to find a new got, town. You guys have done a lot together, haven't you? Yeah, that was that was some of the later travels. The the the, the surprising thing is that you've done so much together. You know so much about each other. Yet one of the most important things in your life, neither of you know you're going to do it. Excellent. So <laughs> what some people may say, that's what he's getting at, if we is we went on holidays and for for the first time in our life we actually took our partners at the time. <laughs> Gail and I, we just didn't go by ourselves, so it was a bit weird. 
Well, but you took we, other partners apart from yourselves. Unbeknowing to each <laughs> other, we were planning to get engaged on the uh, on the trip. And unbeknowing to each other, we were both planning on getting engaged in San Francisco. And unbeknowing to each other, I got in before he did, so he was fucked and had to kick it down the road a few days so that he did it in San Diego. So that went down well. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, you know, we all can't get we all can't get uh, engaged at um, Alcatraz, can we, Dan? <laughs> Where'd you do it? You do it at um, at Kebab World and in DY. <laughs> I wish I did. I did it at the Green Pearl at Bayview on the water there. Uh, oh, that dinner. is that's pretty special. Many years ago, yeah. uh, you know, it was very nerve wracking. Even though I knew she was going to say yes, it's, it's a ner- it's nerve wracking. Very nerve wracking. Very nerve wracking. I can't imagine what it'd be like traveling thousands of miles to uh, to propose. Well, that, I had I'm a to um, hold- I had a sick brown leather jacket like Brad Pitt's in Fight Club <laughs> that I was running when I was over there well, in though. the States. No, it fucking was. And I was looking at <laughs> muy, muy rootable, that's Spanish. And, yeah, I, I, reckon that, I reckon that helped a hell of a lot. I just uh, I, I channeled my inner Brad Pitt and that, that's what got me across the line. I mean, Gal, being the noted swordsman that he was, he didn't need any, any pep up. He was just. She was just incredibly lucky to lock down the ten slayer. <laughs> well, Chrissy, Chrissy wanted to marry him the first time that he gave her a boost chocolate at work. Oh, exactly right. Which was on That's about r- day four. Did, what was some of the? I, I know how to woo them. Yeah. Didn't you yeah, invite her out for one of those lunches too? Didn't you have like a sausage roll roll or something that you always went for lunch? <laughs> <laughs> no, mate. <laughs> There was, there was some, roll, roll. yeah. There was some lunch. You'd be like, "Oh yeah, mate, I had that sausage roll roll today." You know, they get the sausage roll and they chuck it in another roll, and then you put some tomato sauce on it. It's a bloody good meal. Like, what was that it? Was, there was so it wasn't that. That was a that, double. Was that was a double yummy jummy roll at Chroma High, mate. Long time before. It <laughs> was something you used to eat at that work that you used to make. Oh yeah, it was pretty good, decent little Thursday. I got that fucking sausage roll roll down there. Yeah? <laughs> I can't remember what it was. No idea. <laughs> Mum gave him some change and said you could buy your lunch today, Gowie. <laughs> but you can only get the sausage roll roll. Oh. All right. Uh, oh, this is a good segue. Wait, to wait, wait. I've, I've, oh, I've one more question. One more question. One more question. So, Gow, you met your wife-to-be at work. Yes. Did you yes. ever root her at work? <laughs> Gentleman never says, Morgs. <laughs> That's a yes. Okay. That's, a, that's a solid no. That's a solid no. Okay. Now, after that one, I don't think Dan's got any more questions. So we'll get cracking before he does. He's got a mouthful of piss. Oh, uh, okay, Gal. Ordinary people, why don't you tell us about the cast of this one? All right. Frances McDormand. First movie in Blood Simple. She worked with Joel Cohen, who she married later that year. Yeah. Still married today, I believe. Yep. Obviously, yeah, she's been a frequent collaborator in both he and brother Ethan's films. But she was in Raising Arizona in 87, Mississippi Burning, 87 as well. Got a nominee for Best Supporting Actress. Yeah, she's great in that. She plays then, the wife. Yes, yes. Yep. And then uh, a few, a lot of things going on. But 96, and that's when I first uh, came across her as Marge Gunderson in Fargo, yeah, do you which remember, was a favourite of ours. Yeah. Do you remember seeing Fargo for the first time? Yes. I, I remember distinctly where we, where yep. we went to. Went to the Dendy at uh, Martin Place. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Saw the saw Fargo. Blew me away. Yeah, good movie. Love she it. got uh, best actress for that. Yeah, you, you were there, there, Daniel. Yeah. Yes, you were there. It was, was a I blown away. Date. Uh, you were blown away. You loved it. Yeah. And <laughs> was I blown away? <laughs> did you, you mean you didn't fall asleep in this one? No, that's, no, that's only, only musical. That's only Hamilton the musical. 
Alexander um, Hamilton. Fuck off. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so Best Actress. And then uh, Primal Fear in 96 as well as Molly. She's in Almost Famous in 2000, another nom for oh, Best Supporting yes. Actress. Great, too. great movie. Plays the mum. Uh, in Transformers, Dark of the Moon. And then obviously Three Billboards, which whoa, she whoa, got. Whoa, the- whoa, 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 slow down. You're telling me Frances McDormand was in a Transformers. She movie. was. She was. She plays a uh, like a government Someone's agent called, called Mearing. Yeah. yeah, she's a. It's paycheck. You got Sometimes you just got to take a paycheck down. I guess Kate Kate Blanchett does, but she does it kind of comically. I guess with her choices, like she was in well, one she of was, the swords. She, she was in Thor. Yeah. 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 So, wow. Okay. There you go. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So look. Yeah. But three billboards. She was best actress, Oscar, and a BAFTA award. And then also her other big movie recently is Nomadland. So, and again, Best Actress, Oscar and BAFTA. What do you think of Nomadland, Gal? I haven't seen it. Oh, seen do you Nomadland. fucking think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Daniel, before you ask, we shan't be doing it on Born to Watch. Oh, I've, I've, of course, seen it multiple times. Excellent, excellent film. She It blends. So what was really interesting about that film is that there was obviously several the stars uh, were – Actors, but it also used real life humans that were part of the community that were essentially homeless and living in their vans, and and sort of peppered them in around the um in the film. So absolutely excellent. You should watch it if we if you happen to get a bit of culture right up here. Uh, yeah. So look for that one. She also was a co-producer and she won Best Picture Oscar. So that makes her the first actress that's been nominated for acting and producing for the same film or yeah. winning wow. for the same film. Okay. Yep. So Chloe, right. was that there was Chloe Zhao? Is that is that right? I think that's the name of who the, directed the, it. Yeah, I right, believe yep. that's her name. I could be fucking that up, but she went on to do a Marvel film. She did, which after. was awful. The Eternals yeah. was fucking which dreadful. Is, which is such a shame because I reckon it, it's pushed back her her ability to get projects green green lit somewhat. Where she would have had a heap of juice after yeah. Nomadland, which was absolutely brilliant. And all jokes aside. Very, very well worth seeing. But yeah, then she she obviously gets handed a bazillion dollars to do a Marvel paycheck. film. Yeah, massive paycheck. But it stinks. So it, it it kind of we haven't heard from her since, unfortunately. But I think she might have just had something released, but I, I can't think off the top of my head. But anyway, yeah, good good talk. <laughs> you done? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what else have we got? <laughs> All right, let's move on to Woodrow Tracy Harrelson. Wow. Yeah. Like yeah, born in Midland, Texas. So obviously everyone would have known him, all of our age would have known him from Cheers. Started Jesus Cheers in 85. He's, he's fucking what ageless you? too, isn't he? No, I, 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 ageless. Well, I've got to say, before we get to, you said he's good in this. I think he is incredible in this movie. Yeah, nice, nice. Oh, he's unreal. I'll, t- I'll, I'll take the upgrade. No problem. Yeah, yeah. Continue, yeah. Well, look, I'm just going to go through quickly through a back catalogue of his because you go through some of the movies he's done. So, 86, he was Krasinski in Wildcats with Goldie Hawn. Oh, that? Goldie. Football, Football. Wildcats. Wildcats. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Doc Hollywood in 91 with Michael J. Fox. Obviously, White Men Can't Jump, 92. Indecent Proposal, 93. Natural Born Killers, Money Train. Kingpin in 96. Uh, so Cracker. good. So good. Roy Munson. Yeah, Roy Munson. Good old Roy Munson. Bill Murray's great in that too. Yeah, Bill Murray's good. Yeah. The People vs. Larry Flint in 96 as well, which he got an Oscar nom well, that, for. Well, that was sort of his real coming out. Yeah. Because he was a bit of a comic actor before that. Now he moves into the real uh, about the hustler. 
I've got to yeah, revisit yeah, that. Yeah, I haven't seen that in a long time. Courtney Love's excellent in that. Courtney Love is excellent. As in is it. Edward Norton. Um, yes. Yeah, that's, can you make a list of films I say on this fucking thing I'm going to go and watch again? Because I always forget Just, you know what you could do? You could mm. just go back and re-listen to the podcast and just Ooh. do it yourself. I mean, I, of course I listen to the podcast. Yeah, of course you do. Pick, yeah. pick up on everything you guys say and really really listen. Well, it's about refining our performance. It's, it's it about is. refining our performance where we can be better without me having to tell you things and make it sound like it's me that's telling you. But anyway, continue, Gal. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, then, look, he was obviously – he got an Oscar nom in there, and then he moved on to some of his his best work after that in the early 2000s. Uh, he played Nathan, Grace's boyfriend in Will and Grace. Oh. oh. Eight, eight episodes. Good character in that show. Eight too. episodes. Yeah, eight episodes. That's a I third of an know. American season. That's a big – Yeah, he was, he was in there for quite a while. I would yeah. Not seen an episode of Will and Grace, but to after that, look, I he would was... have seen an episode. No, 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 no. Let's talk about Will and Grace for a second. I would have seen okay. an episode. I quite like the male Just Jack actor. What's his name? Sean Hayes. Sean Hayes. I really like Sean yeah, Hayes. Smartless. Smartless. Smart- yeah, yeah. Smartless. I, I really enjoyed. If look, if it's when you're not listening to this podcast, you can listen to Smartless with the Bateman. All hail the Bateman. Will Arnett and Sean Hayes, which is fucking excellent. But, yeah, I think Sean Hayes is very funny and always enjoyed his performances on Will and Grace. But I reckon I've seen five episodes of Will and Grace. How many have you seen, Cal? Oh, five or six. Hundred seasons. Series. Um, <laughs> I can't, you know, more than that, I can't wait for the replug from Sean Hayes about Born to Watch on Smartless. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking forward to that one. We'll go give through the, the roof. Give us the throwback, eh? Give us the reach around, Sean. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, look. After that, let's get back. Let's get back to you. After that, he was in No Country for Old Men. Cracker yeah, of a movie. Excellent. Carson Wells, you know very what? good. Yeah. Similar, smaller role. Yeah. Similar, similar roles to this. Yeah. He's a bit part, really, like a smaller yeah. part, but just crushes it. Yeah. Really good in that movie. I mean, it's a fantastic movie, anyway. Yeah. Um, and his scenes with ah, oh, what's his name? Sugar. Yeah, with Anton yeah. Sugar. They they're just awesome. Yeah, so, so deadly. Yeah, Harvey 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 uh, look, after that, Semi-Pro. He's Monix in Semi-Pro. <laughs> That's a good movie yeah. too. Zombieland. Have you seen I watched that yeah, not too long ago. Zombieland's, Zombieland's good. Right? I don't think I've seen Double Tap, the sequel. Have you guys seen it? No. It's, I've seen oh, – I have. It's not, not a pinch. It's not, not a pinch. Okay. Yeah, okay. No, I really enjoyed the first one. Yeah, first one's great. But, uh, yeah, then The Hunger Games 2012 was Hamish never, Abernathy. I have never seen a Hunger Game. Okay, so I revisited them in the uh, pandemic. Mm. I watched all of them. They're not bad. Look, it's it's, okay. it's a it's tween tween focus, so it's not it, really it's tween battle royale, right? With, so yeah. if you want to watch a movie about dystopian fight for your life, go and yeah. watch Battle Royale, oh, Japanese totally. film. It is totally. fucking incredible. Yeah. Uh, and this is you know, there's a heap of movies now that are just similar to that. But yeah. Hunger Games is watchable. Look, Jennifer Lawrence, she can act. Yeah, she's she, good. She's good. She, she can act. She's a superstar, and yeah. she she's makes amazing. those movies what they are. Continue, yeah. Yeah, look, after that, into True Detective, Martin Hart. So that was the first series? Yeah, first, first series. Cracking yeah. series. But, yeah, he was a, got an Emmy nominee for that one as well. And then into Three Billboards, he was an Oscar nominee for Best Supporting Actor. Um, yeah, and after that, in Solo, Star Wars story, 2018. Yep. He plays uh, Solo's mentor. But, yeah, look, um, he actually wanted to play Jake Brigant in A Time to Kill, but uh, Robert Grisham just vetoed him and said no. For whatever reason that may be, him and McConaughey are really good mates. Yeah, they are. Like off, off, yeah. which is not surprising because they both love the the green stuff. He's I could imagine massive... he would have done well in that movie. 
massive vegan as well. Long term, yeah, massive, yes. massive, like campaign. Quite an alternative guy. And, yeah, he's yeah. super alternative. Yeah, lives in a white. He's uh, yeah, he's a cool cat. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, but look, he was supposed to also be in Benny and June. He was going to play the the brother in that, but uh, got offered indecent proposal, so backed out of that. Smart move. I think he got sued. I think he got sued by MGM or whoever it was too. Yeah. Anyway, all right, let's keep going. Sam Rockwell. Now, Sam Rockwell's been in a, quite a few movies that you don't realise he's been in. The Green Mile. He's 99. amazing in The Green Mile. Yeah, really good. He was in Charlie's Angels in 2000, the yep. original Charlie's Angels. Yep. Um, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind with George Clooney and Julia Roberts. Uh, he was in The Assassination of Jesse James as well in 2007. He was in Iron Man 2 in 2010. Yep. Three Billboards and most recently in Richard Jewell. Yeah. It, Sam Rockwell is incredible. Yeah. Is it He's Moon? A, he, the one where it's by Yeah, himself. Moon was the one. Yeah. Gareth, is that Gareth Edwards or Gareth yeah. Evans? Yeah, Gareth uh, yeah, it was his, Evans. Yeah, Gareth Evans. Mm. He, it was his first movie. Uh, yeah, amazing. Solo, yeah. solo. He's the only person in it, isn't he? Well, he's yeah. Like, yeah, it's fantastic. Pretty much it's him. Yeah. He's, he's done heaps of, like early on, he did a lot, a lot of indie stuff. Super too. jobber. Super yeah, jobber. He, but heaps of indie stuff, not, not even just mainstream stuff. So he is, uh, and I'm going to pose this in question time. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to get, I'm not even going to start. So. Sam Rockwell's incredible in this film as well. Yeah. Yeah, good character arc oh, for mate. him in this movie. Yeah, well, just, yeah. He's I mean, that's one of the bits, and I'll, I'll, I'll fucking crap on about it later, but all of the characters in here, I know I, I carried on about The Dark Knight where I literally didn't know who I was rooting for. There was no real drive for me to give a shit about any of the characters. Every character in this film, from whatever small screen time they have, we learn so much about them. And Dixon is, it's foreshadowed by... Woody Harrell's Chief Willoughby character in in the film, he's like, oh no, he's got a good heart. Like we're we're seeing a like a a, 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 a cartoon character at the, yeah. at the time, thinking he's mm. just this racist redneck, dim witted fuckstick. But the, but but the the director is already setting him up to to how his character evolves, and oh, yeah, it's I mean, it's just brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Well, so in this, you know, he plays that redneck and. His name, because he's Jason Dixon. Yeah. Oh, that's probably going to come oh, – we'll cover yeah. it now. We'll but, cover uh, it now, yeah. But that, uh, you know, it was based on the Mason-Dixon line, yeah. which is the, yeah. you know, the border between countries, but also the metaphoric border between slave trading and yeah. – I thought yeah, it the was north of, the north and the I south. I thought it was yeah. the guy that Rocky fought in uh, Rocky Balboa. <laughs> that's Mason the Line. That's Mason the Line. Oh, Mason the Line Mason Dixon. Mason the Line Dixon. Right. Sorry. Yeah, right. Antonio Tava. <laughs> it is Antonio Tava. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Okay. Uh, anyone else, Gary, you want to hit on? Oh, look, some others quickly in the movie. Kerry Condon is in this. Um, she was most recently in The Banshees of Inner Sharon. Yep. Have you guys seen that yet? She's excellent. Yet. Yeah, she's fantastic. Yeah. That yeah. is a different movie. It's, yeah. it's good, but it's, it's, it's a bit different, different and a bit dark and, yeah. and very, different. you know. Yeah. yeah, it's different. She she got a, a BAFTA in that one, but she's in three buildings. Ray Donovan, Better Call Saul, she was in. Stacey Ehrman Trout. Um, she's been she in was, Avengers. Yeah, that's, yeah, you wouldn't, you don't pick up on that. I mean, that's such a it's a, it's a pivotal character, but it's 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 not overstated at all. But yeah, she's got a great role in Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, Clark Peters, I quickly bring up. Why do you know what he's from? He's the he's Abercrombie in this. The the police guy that comes in to replace Willoughby when he's taking yeah, he's in the wire. He's hey! in the wire. Well done, well done. And Tremaine. he's Lester Freeman. He, he's amazing. Yeah, he's even really in the good. short again. Even in the short time that he's involved, brilliant. Yeah, like there's 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 not a bad performance in this. Movie. Marty McDonough does not fuck around with casting. So no. I don't know. If, are you going to talk about Caleb Landry Jones? Yeah. Oh, you, I, 
Oh, no, I haven't. I haven't covered. No. I did, I'm trying to I, I'm sorry, cover is, the majors. If, if you can, and I'm going to cover this in good, but we'll do it now because we'll talk a little bit about Caleb Landry Jones. If there's a better scene in the movie than the initial investigation from the police in the office. So good. Right? If there's a better scene and he just owns that. Yeah. Right? And I, I, even that, again, he's in the movie for like 11 minutes yeah. screen time. Yeah. And I'm like, I want more of him. Yeah, he's so, he's really good. Even the bar scene with mate, with Sam Rockwell yeah, is really good. Yeah. If I if you if told I, your mum you're going to be home late, oh god, it's so good. <laughs> Caleb Landry Jones is a bit like Ben Foster for me. If I see his name on a film, I'm going to watch it just because I love the performance that he gives. Although very much more understated than than Ben Foster, but I just want to post something. The Caleb Landry Jones in 2017 when this was released, he was. In this film, he was in The Florida Project with Willem Dafoe, which is also super indie gal. Not sure you would have seen it. Definitely worth a look if you would like to. And also in Get Out. Now, his character in Get yeah. Out, he plays the basically... The, he's the um, brother. He's the brother. And he, yeah. he's, he's a, he's a, a lacrosse-wielding thug in it. Like, this is... In, in this film, he's red, who wouldn't hurt a fly, and, and shows empathy to Dixon when they're in the um, in, in the hospital together, even though he's throwing him out a fucking window. But in Get Out, he's an absolute psychopath that uh, that kidnaps African-Americans with his family and, and takes their soul and takes their brain and does everything to repurpose them. So I, I just think to those three films in particular where he can go from super understated and slyly um, with a sly wit that is just incredibly funny through to, uh, to to full sociopath. I, I'm, I'm a massive fan of him. Yeah, no, he's excellent. I'll give you a quick one, Morgs. In No Country for Old Men, when Anton Chigurh has the car accident and the kid on the bike's there. Yeah. That's him. No way. Yeah, that's <laughs> kid on the bike. Drones, yeah. Yeah. That's one of his first roles. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, G, anyone else? Uh, I think I just okay. mentioned Happy Cornish is in this and Peter Dinklage, obviously, as well. From yeah, of Game course. Of Thrones, yeah. So. yeah. Uh, so it's a couple of Aussies, Abby, Abby Cornish and Samara Weaving play Zoo Girl. Yeah, Samara Weaving. Well. Samara Weaving. Well. Yeah. And she, she has, only has a couple of scenes, but I thought she was really good. Well, uh, uh, all, everyone, it's, there's oh, not a bad performance. Like there's it. not a bad performance. Do you note the Aussie uh, accent? accent in the movie? Yeah. Is, she, is, she, yeah. is she trying to hide it? Or is no, it no, 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 not at all. I, no, I, I don't think, think, I think she's think trying she's, to hide I it. I think she's trying to hide it. Yeah, I don't think she is. I no, think I, think she, I think she's playing it like someone who's lived in the States a bit but is an Australian. I think that's yeah. what McDonough would have said. Yeah. So, no, I think that's yeah. great. One more, one, more, one more person in this film that I, I just strangely popped up in another viewing experience for me very recently. So Dixon's mum. Who yep. is just is evil and is obviously evil. Uh, yeah, yeah, a, a great, great character in the film. I reckon she is the barkeep in Speed when all of she the SWAT, SWAT cocks are there having uh, having a drink after they've uh, they, they've yeah. been successful at the start of the movie in in uh, thwarting the, uh, the the the, the, um, the what's his name Dennis Hopper's yeah. initial run. Um, yeah, she's she's the barkeep. She's the barkeep. Yeah, it's wow. a, okay, there yeah. you go. Thank you. Yeah, well done. Good fucking uh, job. Budget and box office? All right, well, let's have a look at this. So domestic box office was $54.5 million. International, 162.8 on a budget of $15 million. Wow. Yeah, so three only did 322000 in its opening weekend. So yeah, a little, little slow out of the blocks. Well, but, it, was, uh, it was a bit of an under the radar. Yeah. And then once it started to get a bit of Oscar buzz, Yep. 
bang. Yeah, that's what that's when all the money came in. Yeah. But we look at it, I think it ended up coming, where, where was it? It was 37th, I think, or something for the year. Yeah. Something like that. Um, but that year, I mean, Star Wars episode. It was unusually successful, though, I, I guess would be well, the Well, it, it was. It was I the, think it was late success. Two, only the third movie to be nominated for two actors in the same supporting Oscar yes. yeah. category. Because yes. Harrelson and, um, and Sam Rockwell both yep. got nominated. Well, they well they did well they won like Francis McDormand won, won best, best actress. actress Sam Sam Rockwell won best supporting best support, actor yeah, for sure best picture was The Shape of Water yeah and best director was was Guillermo, Guillermo del, Toro del Toro for yeah. Shape of Water and Gary Oldman for The Darkest Hour as Winston Churchill yeah. was best actor yep and Alison Janney and I Tonya oh that's yeah, she's yeah, excellent good role, good so film. it was actually it was actually fifty seventh one hundred sixty one million it was fifty seventh wow. In the rankings, big movies that year though. Well, Star Wars, Last Jedi, one point three billion. Beauty and the Beast, The Fast, The Fate of the Furious, Despicable Me, all over a billion. Yeah. Jumanji, oh. Spider Man: Homecoming. So all, all, all the big, yeah, all the big movies. Yeah, of course. Okay, we'll go two thousand seventeen. We're gonna go hit sleeper dud. Now this week, last week I said I had one for each, and I had more, and I got picked up on that. So I've got one. So hit 2017, hit for the year. Morg's going to love this one. Logan, directed Ooh, by James Mangold, actually, Hugh Jackman. I don't hate this. No, no, no. I, uh, you probably mis uh, misjudged me on this one. I actually don't no, no, mind this movie. Well, I think they've ch- this changed superhero movies. Yeah, they took that real dark. It, you know, obviously he's dying. Uh, Jackman is, you know, as he, it's his last stint as Wolverine, and it was a very different take. On, on what we had seen before in any superhero movie. It was very violent, which was great. Rated R, first, I think it's the first comic book movie uh, other than Spawn to be rated R uh, and just crushed it, absolutely yeah. crushed it critically and and audience acclaim. Like it was, it did a heap of money, a heap of money. Okay. Anyone else got anything in that year that you like, Gal? I've got another one, but I'm not allowed to say it. You can, you go. I just got Dunkirk. In I was there. going to say Dunkirk. Yeah, so Dunkirk yeah. as well was was incredible. Yeah, Christopher Nolan. We spoke I about like that. Like La La Land as well. That was different. Yeah, yeah. Gosling okay. and right. Emma, yeah. Emma Stone. Gosling and Emma, Emma yeah. Stone. Yep, that was yep. that was a good flick. Okay, I've got one sleeper, and it was a hit, but at the time I don't think it was supposed to be, and it's Jumanji: Welcome to the Jungle. Now, when I heard that this movie was being done, I was appalled. When I heard that The Rock was being involved, I was sort of maybe not as appalled because I quite like The Rock. This is great. This is a reimagining. It's a, it's actually a sequel. It wasn't when it was sold to us as being like a remake. It's a sequel. It's got some uh, a lot of odes back to the original with Robin Williams. It's a lot of fun. You go watch this with the kids. I watched this with the kids in the movies, and they loved it. It's great. Really, really good. Thoughts? Haven't seen it, but yeah, would check it out. If it was re-released, I'd definitely go and see it with my girls now. But yeah, didn't didn't see it unfortunately. Yeah, and the sequel's pretty good too. But the first one is excellent. Really good take on the uh, on Jumanji. Okay, yeah, good one. yeah, it was a bit of a different take, wasn't it? Like, yeah, it's, a, it's different. But it, yeah, it, it sort of took a while for me to get into that. But it grows on you as they get through it. Like. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. Okay, Dad, two thousand and seventeen. Dad, this was the highest grossing movie of the year and the worst movie of the year. The Last Jedi. Now, Star Wars, please, Ryan Johnson, please stay away. Thank God that your new trilogy that you're apparently still in the in line to make has been scrapped. Kathleen Kennedy needs to be sacked if she hasn't already and been and go. This was abysmal. The way that he treated the uh 
the the characters, the original characters of this of the one of the greatest trilogies of all time is appalling. What he did to Luke Skywalker was appalling. It was a shit movie. I hate it. Damo loves it, so that says a lot, right? <laughs> that says a lot, right? It's a dud, an absolute dud. I will never watch it again. Good call. And that's saying Love a lot it. considering that I've seen every Star Wars movie about 600 times. Yeah. This will be, that's what watched it once at the cinema and that is it. Good rant. They were, they were, they were, the whole, all three of them were a stolen pile of, steaming pile of turd is what I'm trying to say. So yeah, totally yeah. agree. Um, I have another one to add to that. Uh, Alien Please. Covenant. Alien oh, Covenant. What a disappointment. Like, mm. Mate, you know how much I love those films. And I just, he, just give it away, Ridley. Like, give someone else a go. Just every time he's trying to, to get too deep into the backstory and the mythology, and it's just, it's, Unfortunately, they're just uh, also stinkers. Uh, yeah, very disappointing. Alien Covenant still made seventy five million bucks. I'm sure it'll uh, it'll it'll mean there'll be more of them. But uh, yeah, very underwhelming. Yeah, but really running off the back of the others, right? Like that's all for it sure. is. Well, there's a couple. Oh, for sure, for the there, fans. There's a couple new uh, Alien properties coming. There's an Alien TV show which is going to be on Hulu, and there's also is it? I think it's Ari Aster, the guy that did uh, the Evil Dead remake. Oh, okay. uh, he's doing an Alien movie. Uh, which is called Alien Romulus, uh, and it's supposed to be set on Earth. So it'll be quite interesting to see what happens there. Uh, mm. He's given away the reins, thank God, Ridley. Yeah, this is what scares me about Gladiator 2. He's going to fuck this. He's going to yeah. fuck Gladiator 2, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. not necessarily. So, so you can see it being a money grab straight away, <laughs> just a massive money grab. He and, and unfortunately, Prometheus, although on its own, is probably not a bad standalone sci-fi movie. It's not an alien movie. No. Right, and we were sold that this was going to breach the difference between uh, a, a, well, how we f- how we got to the xenomorph, yeah. and it never did. Instead, yeah, yeah. he he had this bigger picture in mind so that he could get more money, smoke more cigars. Like, move on, Ridley, yeah. you're ruining it. Yeah, sometimes you just got to let those originals go yeah. and just leave them be. Agreed. Okay, question time. Number one: Are the billboards a step too far? Fuck no. No, brilliant. Mm. Yeah, and they're right outside her house. Yeah, aren't they? So well, they're at the scene of the murder. Yes. Yeah. And so and and then you know when when she's sitting at the front yard there with Sam Rockwell towards the end, you can see them down the road. Like yeah. she's obviously driven by. The big deal was that they were on the road that no one goes down anymore. So yeah, the fact that anyone even saw them. Well, this is it. That that's the sort of the uh, the irony, really. Yeah. They're complaining about these three billboards on a road that no one drives down. Yeah, but it got a message across. Got the media involved, got the police involved. Did. But they're still where they were at the start of the movie. True. Yeah. Okay. How does Dixon have a job? <laughs> right? How does he have a job? Now, sure, there's a redemptive arc for him, but he's an absolute fuckwit. And how he has a job, how Woody, I know Woody Harrelson, I think I'm a pretty good judge of character, right? But how many times do you have to be proved wrong to suddenly just go, you know, I want to fuck that one up? Maybe he's not such a good – and I know he ends up being proven right. Okay. I know he ends up being proven right. But come on. I, when, I, when I first watched it, I thought his character arc went from, from you know, being bad to, to good earlier on. And then when I watched it again, I was like, wow, he's bad through the whole movie. Till, right right to towards the end. Towards yeah. The end. yeah. He's, he's just not a good person through that. And, yeah. and the only redeeming thing is that Chief Willoughby saw something in him. He's a good guy deep down. I know he is. Yeah. Well, it's it's the letter. It's the letter from Willoughby yeah. that turns him. Yes. Because he's, he feels that someone believes in him, right? 
he's dead, but he feels that someone believes him. I think that's, but it's too late. You know, he just ends up getting burnt. But yeah. Thoughts, Daniel? Um, I can't remember the question. Should he have a job? Oh, yeah. No, I, I think that it's, uh, I mean, local policing, very different to policing in most other parts of the world. In the US, locally funded, I don't think quite as stringent in their hiring policies. But yeah, I mean, I, I really like Dixon's arc. So I, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt that Willoughby was just so smart that he saw what uh, what he could possibly become. But certainly there isn't. there didn't seem to be any three strikes or out rules in the Ebbing Police Department for sure. <laughs> I, think, I think your arc's gone once you smash out a window, throw a bloke out of it. And then come down again oh, and then beat I, him I up think, on the road. Like I think, I think, I think you're done. No, he I, gets sacked straight away. I do not disagree not straight away. with the decision to remove his gun and badge, which is a trope we've seen in countless movies, but was actually quite apt in this particular scene. This guy should not have a gun and should not have a badge. So yeah, I, 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 love, badge. I love the lost the badge. Oh, I, 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 can't, I can't find my badge. <laughs> it's badge. just so good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. <sighs> okay, is Francis McDormand? the greatest actor of her generation. Ooh. So I would say... Who are the contenders? No, no, no. So let's let's just say you've got Meryl Streep, who is the pinnacle of female actress, actors, mm. right? Now, let's just say that, sure, Meryl won for The Iron Lady, which was in the, in the 2000s. McDormand's now won since 96. She's won three acting Oscars, mm-hmm. right? Which is unparalleled, I believe, between 96 and now. So let's start at 96 and go to now. And you could put you can put uh, Meryl Streep in there, but I think Meryl, Meryl Streep did a lot of her best work earlier on in her career. Yeah, look, she's she's certainly up there. She's in the she's in the conversation. I'd, for sure. I'd put Kate Blanchett in that that conversation. For sure. Agreed. Agree. Sim- similarly, she doesn't put in a bad performance regardless of what film she's in. But no, I, I think it's a very strong point. I think there's been a couple of others that they've played ugly to uh, enhance their Oscar chances. I'm thinking of yeah. Charlize Theron, Charlize Theron. And Halle Berry um, that are just – they're more – uh, Hollywood starlet type, uh, not character actors. They're um, they're, they're movie stars. Yes, that, but no, as a as a character actor, oh fuck yeah! I think you've probably nailed it. Yeah, no, I, I think she is. I, there was I can't remember who said the quote, but there was someone that said, you know, with Frances McDormand, you don't you don't see Frances McDormand in the movie. She just becomes the character. Yeah. Like she's so understated, like that. You don't think, oh, here comes the big star. That's her. Yeah, into the movie. She's just. She portrays those characters so well, she just evolves into them. That's who you see. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. All right. Well done. It's time to move into the categories. And we've got the good, the bad, and the ugly. And we're going to start with the good. And we're going to start with Dan up there on the land. This is uh, should be easy for him. Yeah, Shoot, I, I mean, I, I loved it all. I, I love this film. I love Marty McDonough, but I just think the casting. I think Gal smashed it earlier. Like that, there's there's no weak link in this fucking cast. Like, and they're all whatever time they're given on screen. And like Caleb Landry Jones, it can be absolutely fuck all, but they just knock it out of the park. And yeah, I, I loved every single character in the film, even the, even the shit villains. Uh, I just love what everyone did with the opportunities that they had. So we didn't talk about John Hawkes much before, who's Frances McDormand's husband who who, who yeah. leaves her for the 19-year-old uh, zookeeper. But <laughs> it, he's in three scenes and we get a very strong sense of who he is and what he's about and the fact that he still is obviously rocked 
by uh, the the abhorrent shit that's happened to his daughter, and and that sent him off the rails. So yeah, I I just think it absolutely outstanding that the casting and and of course the director and writer Martin McDonough is 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 just outstanding as well. I I agree with you, Morgs. There's two scenes there. The one where where the ex husband's in it first and he attacks her. And the son puts the knife, puts the to, knife his to his throat. Yeah. And that just that just in that in that minute or two of scene gives you the whole encapsulation of their relationship and what he's been like and what she's been through early in her life. Yeah. And also the scene obviously where she has the fight with the daughter and the son. Yes. And the daughter walks out and says, you know, I hope I get raped on the way. Yeah. She goes, I hope you do too. That yet again a short scene that just encapsulates why she has such inner rage and, you know, well, it's, how bad she feels. It, it all I wrote a note on that. It's like just be careful what you say to, you, mm. to people because it might be the last time you see them, right? I, th- I think that's the thing. That, and that's where that all comes this from. Is, this is what she's dealing with. Mm-hmm. That she actually said this, right? And that this happened to her and she just, she's broken. Yeah. Yeah. And that's right. Look, and that was my good, like, obviously, Francis McDonald, we went all through that. And that was one of the reasons because of she's so angry in this movie and willing to alienate people. But yeah, but those scenes tell you why. Um, the, other, the other quick one, I had a couple of quick fires, was the school scene. Oh, my God. Thank you, Mum. Do you know who threw that can? <laughs> <laughs> she just lays the smack down on the oh two kids. Oh, my God. Both of them kicking the legs. Kicks her in the box. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, then she's, and then her son is going, thank you, Mum. Thank you, Mum. That's the best. Oh, Luke, um, Lucas Hedges, too, the son, is, is he's incredible. Brilliant as he's well. good. Yeah. He's he has some really good lines. good in uh, Lady Bird as well with uh, Shasha, Shasha Ronan. Shasha um, Ronan. It plays his uh, her boyfriend who turns out to be gay in it but he's also another one that directors flock towards because he's just so gifted and uh for a blood nut fan of pants is uh is exceptional yeah yeah absolutely um the other one i had to i couldn't let go was peter dinklage's hair oh it's so it's so running morgs's current hair like is that who you modeled it off mate it's i didn't but i do but i i am happy to say that he's in homage to him it's fantastic if i could run a shit mo stash like his, i would run it but uh that was my next point you you should run a mo he's run a mo he's underutilized in this but then he's not like he's uh, you think oh it's just a a bit of a shit part but then he becomes so pivotal right at the end that it's uh it's, it's really interesting I, I remember thinking in this watch it's like oh it's a shame he's probably just running off his game of thrones uh fame and they've, they've chucked him a bone here but then he's he's in the, the incredible scene when he you know tells tells dixon that uh, and the um the new chief that that's where marge has been with him all night and then they have the dinner and it's just yeah he's brilliant oh, so, love his dude love his oh, i like cheesy things i like cheesy things <laughs> yeah. i didn't have to hold that letter <laughs> He's such a good actor. Oh, God. He's brilliant. so good. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Anything else, J-Man? Not for good. Okay, look, I've got with Dan the, the leads. Actually, everyone in this movie is flawless. Uh, the script is incredible. It allows them to be that good. Like The script is it's dynamite. It's so fast and so slick. I didn't do the research on this, but is there a movie with more C-bombs in it? There's a lot, right, isn't there? Right? I, I, I th- it's, worth, it's worth doing some research. I'd like someone to come up with that. As a proud exponent of that, sorry, have you got any more good? Yeah, I do, but move forward. I was good. Yeah, sorry, just to, to to unfortunately move into bad just quickly. That the family, so the mother and the two children using the C bomb to each other was confronting. Yeah. And as someone who will let one slip every now and again, and and mostly on this podcast, that was that was eye openingly 
um, cringy to hear that, but it threw me back to when I was 12 years old and I first met the parent of our good friend Craig Plimmer and I sat in the back of Pete Repeat's car <laughs> and we were driving through Cromer in the middle of the Badlands and Craig said something to Pete and Pete said, Fucking hell, Craig! What are you got? What, what are you doing? And and Craig snapped back with fucking shit, Dad. I don't know what the. And it was the first time I'd ever heard a parent swear or a kid swear back to a parent, and it just rocked my world. And uh, it still does. So shout out to Pete in his sluggos hosing down the house on Toronto Avenue <laughs> and to Plims for just being a fucking unit. Um, yeah, thank you. You, you both had an indelible mark on my future. I've I've had a quick look here. The movie Nil by Mouth, nineteen ninety seven. Yep. It's saying here eighty three times it's used. Wow. There's another one that says uh, the gentleman, twenty five oh. twenty five oh. verbal uses and two written. Okay. In the gentleman. So there right. you go. Well, they say it a lot here. I love it. In it's in that scene before where he says, uh, "There we no seizures in this house." And he goes, "Why are you leaving? You're leaving. You're leaving out." <laughs> it was just a joke. No it was just a joke. It was just a joke. It's just a joke. Like. <laughs> So I'm with you, Gat. The school scene is amazing. The dentist scene. I love the oh, dentist scene. The dentist. Because you know what's going to happen. You know he just wants to rip the tooth out, right? And she just gets it over oh, on him. And I've thumb. already and but in in what could be the best scene of the movie is when Mildred comes home after being on the piss at the bar and the son sitting down with the father. And oh, she does yes, the monologue the about monologue. being culpable. You know, and if it's just one of your guys that, uh, you know, has sex with a kid, you're culpable. Oh, and, and, he, and he goes, now get the fuck out of my house. And it is just like, holy shit. She doesn't give a bag. Does she don't, she don't bag care. Bucks at all. She does not care. And, and he, and you know what? Yeah. If you came to church, you'd know what people were saying. And you just see, you just see it ticking over in her head and she just leashes on him. It's the best. I, I do. I love that monologue. I do love. Willoughby's two two letters as well. Yeah, which the letters can cover, are amazing. Cover a lot. Yeah, the, the letters are amazing. And, and the one to Dixon that says, "Hi, Dixon, I'm dead now." <laughs> <laughs> dead man Willoughby. Sorry speaking. about that. Dead man Willoughby speaking. Oh, that's the one to uh, Mildred. Okay, bad uh, gal. We'll start with you. Anything for bad? Yeah. Look, we we covered off at the school scene when that kid throws the can at the screen, and she gets out of the car and yes, and and takes them down, and she walks back in. There's nothing on the screen. Yes. The screen's clear. I just know that just popped out to me. I was like, oh, that, that was gone off the screen pretty quickly. You're one of those guys. Um, now the other one was when they when they put the fire on the billboards. It didn't like, and the next thing you look from behind, there's nothing wrong with them. They weren't mm. burnt at all. Like those things should have burnt. Yeah, like they were. One of them was on fire, and then the next a couple of days later, they're they're back up and standing. I don't know how that 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 to me just didn't. Now, good work. fire extinguishers, I got to say. The first she blows that first one out quick smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you, Dan? Anything for bad? I said my bad. I just want another good. The 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 oneer that follows Dixon across the street when he learns of oh, Willoughby's yes. Willoughby's passing and and up into when he throws Red out the window. I could watch that whole scene just on repeat. Yeah. It's just fantastic. And you can if you look really closely, you can see the edit points where he ducks down and they they bring in the stunt double to throw out the uh, out the window. But you got to look really close. But other than that, it's just it's flawless. And the first time you see it, you're just like, what the fuck just happened? Um, Brilliant. When he, when he looks across brilliant. the road, when he looks across the road and he sees him in the window, red standing in the window, yeah. and you're just like, oh no, wow, oh, no. yeah, no, it's that's a great scene. That's a great scene. Okay, I've got two bads. One is Mildred's undercut. Oh. Okay, yeah, I had that. I had that in my bad. <laughs> so I, I was going to bring it up after this. It, 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 that's re- awesome. It reminds me of my hairdo in '91. <laughs> 
It is. You it's love an undercut. Yeah, I loved an undercut. Yeah, ran it for about three years. Why am I joking? I've got a note here. Under my bed, Mildred's undercut, just like what you wore in the 90s. <laughs> it is. I've got here. Reminds me of my hairdo in 1991. Right? It is dead set. When, when, and then when she has it up in like the man yes. buns, and I'm oh, just like, yeah. oh, if, if man buns were a thing, like if man buns were a thing in the 90s, which they were, thank it. God. You would have run I it. absolutely would have run it. Yeah. You could yeah. have run a green bandana too. You I, could still run one. I had a super, it was a deep undercut. Yeah. It was a deep undercut. Yeah. And it's, it's quite flowing locks, which is. Quite ironic because I'm a bald fuck now with with Devon on my freaking head. But anyway, okay, my next bad is leaving the kids by the river to go have a root, right? <laughs> yes. Okay, now as a parent, just because you say don't leave the blanket doesn't mean that the kids aren't going to leave the blanket. Two foot from the water. Right, two foot from the water. Now, I'm all props to going into the bush and having a root, right? Good on you, Woody. Use the Woody. But better child management, mate. I when that when I first saw that scene, I was like, "Oh no, this is going pear shaped." One oh, of these kids is going in the water. Yeah, for I sure. thought definitely something's yeah. going in the water. Instead, they're playing magnet fishing. Uh, okay, anything for ugly, Dan? No, nothing for me. Okay, cow. No. Okay, I got Done. one thing: the burnt patch of grass. The burnt patch of grass at the billboards where his her daughter is has was burnt. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, that was the, grim. the death, the, was the, grim. the crime yeah. scene. The fact yeah. that it is still there, it is still burnt, it's still a reminder, it's brutal. Yeah, that's yeah. that's brutal. brutal. And we see it five or six times in the mm. movie just to remind us what went on and the yeah. crime scene photo. Yeah. The crime scene photo is full on, yeah. right? And yeah. it's good okay. because I- it's subtle the way that he treats it, but it's enough that we get an absolute no, 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 uh, no, there's, there's no... I can't think of the word I'm fucking trying to say, so I'm just going to go, no, 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 no. There's absolutely – I still can't. We've got no – we've got – there's no hiding what's going on. That's what I'm trying to say with a bigger word than hiding. Yeah, yeah, I know that. I know that. No, 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 no. All right, well done. It's time now for Morgz's Quickfire. Yes, if it's I admire your patience with this one. It's a bloody sick movie, and uh, I'm glad that you made it all this way with us because it doesn't have anyone wearing hockey pants in it. But that doesn't mean we can't give it the quick fire treatment. I don't know that it will align as well with this particular movie, but we'll give it a go anyway. So first up from uh, Michael Crocodile uh, John uh, Dundee. That's not a knife from Crocodile Dundee for a scene that has passed over into popular culture. I'm going to say no. Anything I've missed, you guys? No, not a thing. No. Philip Stuckey is the next one for the biggest douchebag in the film. Uh, Again, the casting's so spot on. So Philip Stuckey being Jason Alexander's character in Pretty Woman. But there really isn't an antagonist apart from the evil dude at the end that Dixon and and Marge go hunting with. But other than that, it, it's really just all of the characters in their in their own worlds that are uh, colliding because of, of Marge's stance. So uh, what, what about you guys? Anyone that uh, that jumped out? Dixon's pretty bad. Like we've covered that, but he's he's pretty bad. Yeah. But also the ex-husband is oh, not got, not good. I've got the ex-husband. He was obviously brutal. Yeah, he obviously very brutal. beat her and he was not a good bloke. No. That would yep. be the two I would say. Yep. All right, let's give it to the ex-husband. Uh, next one is the cast of Caddyshack. I'm just not even going to read this one no, because move on. the tone move on. of this film is is flawless. Yep. Uh, Ripley running. So we always make our way back to Alien somehow in these pods. 
because we love it. Uh, Sigourney Weaver, we love you. We love strong female leads. That's probably why we love this film. But she cannot run for shit. Her athletic prowess is heinous. Uh, was there anyone in this film that reminded you of poor old Sigourney running? No. I didn't really come up with anything for Nothing. that. No, that I could think of. It wasn't even her kicks to the balls and not balls yeah. of of the kids out the front of the school were pretty pretty good. I think the Muay Thai fans of the pod would uh, would say they were okay. So no, we're going to say nothing there. Uh, robots, she threw a pretty she threw a pretty good Molotov cocktail too. She, she did. She did. She no, so I thought she was excellent. Yeah, very good yeah. and very accurate. So yeah, no, she, I think this film gets a pass. Uh, yep. Robot Sentry staying in the Alien film franchise for the director's cut of Aliens, where we learn a little bit more about the predicament of all of our space marines when they, there's thousands of those aliens coming to attack them. Was there another scene you wanted to see of shit going on? For me, no. I got everything uh, I needed to know about this film. What about you guys? I, I think the beauty of this movie is what they don't show you. It's the subtlety. Right? So you don't need to show anything. It's a, it's a perfect movie. And is that, I was about that, to say the subtlety. Do you reckon that is a strong we're, we're reflection in. of Marty McDonough's background as a playwright? Do you think that that, whilst this is obviously he's written this for the screen and it's been filmed for the screen, I think that in the dialogue and the interaction and the depth of character that we get throughout is probably more like a play experience than, but it, than a film? But it's, the, it's the same in all these movies. Mm, these characters mm. are so strong. Like you, mm. don't, you don't need any more. And you're right, I think, Dan, because – you don't have the benefit of of doing a cutaway or a, or something else in the play. You, mm. It's what you see is what you get. So, I, I think it's just it adds that, that layer of uh, of authenticity to it. That, uh, yeah. As we said earlier, we, they covered they covered off a lot of stuff in those two quick scenes. You yeah, they they really cover off a lot of stuff for you there. A lot of the backstory. Yeah, and I think they do it very well. Yeah, for sure, it's brilliant. Excellent. All right. So now we got everything we wanted from the film. Great. Last but not least, why is Brad Pitt? For the actor that you'd want to do to, like Gal used to do in the nineties, <laughs> a couple of choices in this one. I'll, I'll leave it up yeah. to you guys. Yeah, um, Whitey, anyone that, that that jumped out for you? I'm a bit of an Abby Cornish fan myself. Good sort, and, good sort. You know, yeah, great sort. But Samara Weaving, she's a good sort too. Good sort too. Aussies, but yeah. If I had to toss a coin, generally, what would usually happen if I was in that situation? I had to toss a coin. It would sit on its point. And it wouldn't fall either way. And so that's how I go with the ladies. Uh, but it would definitely be Abby Cornish. Okay. Yeah. That was yeah. a lot of words to say Abby Cornish there. Yeah. What about yeah. you, Gail? Yeah. Yes, Abby Cornish or Samara Weaving either either. I'm happy to go with that. Okay. I think that's it for everyone. Well done, Dan. Another good uh, quick fire. Uh, we crushed it again. Uh, now we're going to move into listen to this. And Gail, what do you got? A uh, quick one for you here. This part was written for Frances McDormand. But she was hesitant to take the role because she, at the time, she said, well, she was 58 and she said, I'm concerned that a woman from this socioeconomic strata did not wait until 38 to have their first child. So she went back and forth with Joel Cohen for a while until he finally went, just shut up and do the movie. Mm. And thank thank God she did. (laughs) Thank God. Uh, Anything else, G? No, that's it. Okay. The bandana Mildred wears is a homage to the deer hunter. Which yes. was Martin McDonough's and Sam Rockwell's one of their favorite movies, and actually when they filmed uh, Seven Psychopaths, uh, which was a Martin, another Martin McDonough film, I've discussed it with Christopher Walken, the Deer Hunter. Yes, which was on this morning. I just watched the Russian Roulette scene oh, where Walken. Good shoots movie. Jeez, oh, it's a good movie. Sad. Heavy. Very sad. Uh, okay, so productions when this was filmed in the local town, which wasn't there's no such place as Ebbing, Missouri. Actually, it was filmed in Silver, 
North Carolina. But during breaks in production, the locals would come and and talk to the cast and the crew who'd sign autographs. And Woody Harrelson even went and played an impromptu bloody concert on his guitar. Uh, it seemed like they really sort of took to the town and were sort yeah, of part good. of it, yeah. which is really cool. Um, and this story is actually based in true event, like uh, in in just outside of Texas in a town called Beaumont. The police sort of ignored some pretty key facts. In 1991, uh, uh, alleged hometown hero was was killed and they put billboards up on Interstate 10 saying that they've got to look into this more. And so this is sort of based on that, which is so this has happened. So, yeah, pretty bit spooky there. Other than that, Morgs already mentioned that the the, the one R that was uh that was the one continuous tape, but it was t- it was took four time four takes to get it. Yeah, so, yeah, that's no, a lot of smash was, windows. It's very <laughs> the production guys would definitely <laughs> be hate on life that day, but it was uh, no the, the end result was fantastic. Yeah, you got anything, Dan? Oh, look, you guys have hit it. What I found really interesting was that the. As a, a choice of the character, so Francis McDormand decided that we would never see Mildred cry. So she discussed this with Marnie McDonald when they were working on her character. And her, her reasoning was that it just added to the pain that um, that Mildred, like she, she'd gone beyond crying. It was almost like a release for the audience if you saw her cry. And she didn't want that. She just wanted that rage and that, that sorrow and everything to be held throughout the entire film. And uh, so that was that was why we don't even know something so horrific has occurred to that family, which is we never see her re- release any tears. So I thought that's a really interesting part of the develop character development process that we probably don't talk a lot about, which is the actor working with the director. And, and the directors, directors like... Mark McDonough, they do give a lot of scope to the the actors. So someone like Quentin Tarantino, probably not so much. This is how you do the character and this is how you read the lines because I fucking wrote them that way. Whereas um, Marty McDonough has already written a brilliant script, but it has gives room for his actors to to add their own their own um, flourishes, I guess. And and that I felt that was really interesting um, and, and and something that really shines throughout her performance. I um I agree. I just say I agree with that, Morgs. The, the two bits that get me when the guy comes into the shop and throws the the um oh, mug yeah, at her, that's right, and she yeah. doesn't flinch. And the same when the husband grabs her by yeah. the throat and jams, her, and she doesn't Ooh, flinch. Yeah. And it's those two times where you can just see she's been through this before. She's gone and beyond it. She doesn't it. freak yeah. out. Yeah. yeah, she's beyond it, and she yeah. just is standing there, and she's just just standing there with no, nothing, no emotion on her face. Like, yeah. really, just, uh, yeah, that sort of pushes pushes that right through. Very, very good. Very, very good. Oh, we're flying through the categories. One degree of Kurt Russell, and I've done extensive research, and it's a no. It's a big oh, no for me. It's a, big okay. no. it's a no, which is which is odd, because uh, Sam Rockwell started in some Marvel films, but uh, yeah, no, no, yeah, it was such a good cast. You would think that Kurt Russell would have acted with some of these, but he I, hasn't. I couldn't find a link there at all. Nothing, nothing. Okay, notable quotables. Uh, Gao, you got anything? Yeah, there's there is quite a lot of good ones in this movie. I, I do like the desk sergeant. He gets a couple of good ones. Yeah. Like, hey, fuckhead. What? <laughs> Don't say what, Dixon, when she comes and calls you a fuckhead. <laughs> uh, he's, that's, his name's like Ivan Zanko or whatever. Yeah. He, was yeah. in, he was in Oz. Zelko, yeah. yeah. He was in Oz. It was uh, a great show. Uh, anything else, G-Man? The one at the end when they, Dixon and her are talking, she says, hey, Dixon, yeah. I need to tell you something. It was me that burned down the police station. And he goes, well. Who the hell else would it have been? <laughs> Very good. Very good. Okay. I, I got I got a I got one here. I got two actually. Dixon. We've had two official complaints about the billboards. So actually, Willoughby, from who? Dixon. A lady with a funny eye and a fat dentist. 
Give me the file on the Angela Hayes case. A lady with a fucking funny eye. Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) The fat dentist. I've I've got one more. Sorry, I forgot. Um, Oh, have you got another one to go? You go. You go. The one with Charlie and Mildred, her ex-husband. And when they're talking in the land room, he says. You've got it. You've got my one. Go. No, you tell me. No, no, please go for it. And he says to her, those billboards aren't going to bring it back, Mildred. And she says, neither is fucking 19-year-olds, Charlie. (laughs) Very good. Very good. Uh, Okay. And Dan, we go to you. Any quotes for this movie? I just, I think Woody Woody Harrelson's lines and his his tone of voice is exceptional and and captured brilliantly in the letters that he leaves for everyone. But when he he says, if you got rid of every cop with vaguely racist leanings, then you'd have three (laughs) cops left. And all of them are going to hate fags. So what are you going to do? You know, <laughs> yeah, obviously, so good. dripping with taking the piss when he delivers it. But uh, oh, just, just very, very, very funny. No, very good, very good. Okay, we've got something different here for film school for F wits. Dan's been very busy up on the land, so I'm going to take the reins. We have a little discussion on vengeful and twisted movie mums. Oh, we're gonna do f- good We're going to do five of the biggest. And I'm going to start with Pamela Voorhees, Friday the 13th, 1980. So Jason Voorhees' mother, who is, spoiler alert, actually the killer in the original Friday the 13th movie, offs all the people, including one Kevin Bacon in the... <laughs> Crystal Lake camp. Does Kevin and, Bacon uh, get his wang out in front Kevin of Kevin Bacon is pounding what just he's actually just finished. He'd gotten one away uh in bed and she spears pretty sure she spears like an arrow through his throat. He's got quite a good death scene, old Kevin. I'm sure he was naked in the scene. Truly protected and devoted mother and took it to the extreme because his her son had uh, drowned in the Crystal Lake. And he does come back and, and wreak revenge in later films. Moving right along, as I move down my list here, I've got Norma Bates, Mrs. Bates from the Psycho movies. Is she alive? Is she not alive? We don't really know that until the end. And we find out that it's just Norman dressed in drag. But she must have been one hell of a woman to turn him, <laughs> turn him into what he was. So we've got Mrs. Bates as a vengeful mother and certainly does some killing in what ends up being about six psycho movies, of which one is excellent. The second is not bad, surprisingly. Done in the 80s, early uh, mid-80s. It's 86 Psycho 2. The rest are shit. Okay, moving along, we have got... Oh, we've got Erica Sayers in Black Swan. Okay. Oh. Barbara Hershey plays Natalie Portman's mother oh, and is just... dark movie. Wow. Dark movie, Ooh. extremely dark movie, overbearing to the point of abuse... She's so forceful with her pushing her into ballet, from apparently from a good place, but actually it's her that sends her around the bend with the ending and what it is where she actually kills herself. Uh, so she is not a good one. And it's Barbara Hershey again playing a bit of a psychopath that she did to a plum in The Natural with Robert Redford. Oh, right. Yeah, what a great yes. film that is. Yes. Okay, and then here's another one. We've done this movie here on the podcast. We've got Janine Smurf. Cody. Yes. Animal Kingdom. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Jackie Weaver playing this chilling matriarch of this crime family who you think 
might be the one sort of soft spot, but she's really the she's the mastermind. She's the mastermind. She's pure evil. She's the one. Yeah. She's actually real bad. Yeah. And and the TV show the same. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Now, if you haven't listened to our episode of Animal Kingdom, go back. We did it early on, one of our first Australian movies that we did. Try and catch up with that. You can hear a little bit more about Smurf. Okay, so our fifth vengeful, twisted mother, Margaret White Carey, 1976. Yeah. Piper Laurie plays uh, Carrie's mum, Sissy Spacek, uh, the just uh, absolute religious fanatic who gets her comeuppance in the end when Carrie loses her shit. After killing everyone in the gym, she goes home and just absolutely lays in the mum with uh, with a thousand shards of glass and whatever and and then smashes the house down. So anyway, a nice little quick film school for Fantastic. ethics there. No, it's, 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 it's uh, quite a You got any, guess, anyone you could add in? The vengeful mum. I'm just, I mean, there's a few. I, I think that. Really, the um, with Jackie Weaver, it sort of it starts and ends with uh, with her for me. So I, uh, I I find that I mean, there's been a, a whole heap in in for everything from Gow's favourite ordinary people. There's actually a, a pretty horrendous <laughs> mother in that one. So it's uh, it, look, it, it definitely pops up as a, a plot device and, and character in in many 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 films. But for me, it really it's hard for me to go past uh, Jackie Weaver's. Incredible yeah, thoughts as Smurf. Very good. I got an out-of-the-box one for you. Go Give for her. The, the alien in Aliens. Oh! <laughs> that's outstanding. The queen. The queen. Yeah. When they, when they blast the babies. Oh, no, she, she loses it. She loses it. Yeah. But then you can also say that Rip, Ripley, that Ripley turns yeah. into the mum. Yeah, Ripley's a Ripley turns into mother. the mum. Get away from her, you bitch. Yeah. Ripley yeah. turns into a vengeful mum at the end Definitely. of that too. So. Excellent. And eventually she becomes the mother of the alien in Alien 4. There you go. Mm, awful. Well done, Dan, for Film School for F-Wits this well week. Well done. Well done, uh, mate. Another, another we look forward, cracking look, effort by me. Absolutely. We look forward to seeing what you come up with next week. Now, the sixth most valuable segment of the podcast, Stan Bush, kick-ass credit song. And on the stage this week is the G-Man. Finally. Feels like months since we've heard you do one. Can't wait. What? What do you got for us, mate? Well, we're following on the theme a little bit there, the vengeful mother. Okay. This one's called, uh, we're told Mildred doesn't give a fuck or Mildred doesn't care. <laughs> Here we go. Mildred Hayes wants to settle the score. Thought I'll rent a billboard, then I'll rent two more. Full of rage and full of grief. So she started with a message to the chief of police and the people who got her back, or so they say, but they also like Willoughby because he's okay. And now what's worse is he's really sick. So the town now think you're a bit of a dick. But Mildred doesn't care because she is done. She's taking out the school kids one by one. And then the fat dentist. Now he's down on her thumb. To be fair, he deserves that pain. He was going to brush the Nova cane. Yeah, Mildred doesn't care. It's Molotov she's mixing. Wasn't supposed to happen, but she took out Dixon. But that's pretty fair because he took out Red. Second story window, he should have been dead. Mildred gives no fucks. Oh, girl. <laughs> That's really good. Oh, gee, man, you never failed to deliver. <laughs> That's really, you, really good. You've got to stop with this. I'm busy. I'm off on work trips. I can't do it. And get back in the rotation and give us the gold like that. <laughs> oh, my God. We'll play Gow. Okay, star of the show, and we can't pick Gow and his kick-ass credit song. 
Dan, up there on the land, who you got for star of the show? Yeah, I, look, I haven't said a lot about Mark McDonough and this other, and th- th- this is one of my favourite films. I won't. It's certainly one of my more recent favourite films. So I just think as a as a screenplay and as a finished product, it's it's just it's it's hard to beat. Um, and I think his his vision for this film, and he spent a lot of time in America. So he's, he was born in London. He's uh, he's he's Irish passport, but lived a lot of his time in London. He's written films about Belgium. About uh, about Ireland and and about America, so he went to small town America to uh, to really get a feel for this town. And I've, I've spent a bit of time in small town America myself, and I'm pretty big in the south. And uh, <laughs> I just think that, yeah. like me, he he's revered in those parts, and uh, I think he's excellent. Yeah, well played. It's hard to go past him, G Man. Oh, in that same theme, he's he's put together such a great cast here, and and it could go with. Francis McDormand, or it could go with Sam Rockwell. It's, it, to me, both of them have such great roles. I'm going to go with Francis McDormand because she just, like like we said earlier, she hammers every role, but this is she just plays it to perfection. Like just the simmering rage that she has, just uh, that that's my that's my pick for this movie. Yeah, nice. easy. Uh, I'm I'm going Woody Harrelson. Ooh. I think with the limited time that he has in on the screen, he's just he's so fucking good. He's he's a master. And he's such a good character actor anyway, but what he brings in that small amount of time he's on the screen is the movie wouldn't be the same without him. The easy one is Frances McDormand because yeah. he's flawless and same as Mark McDonough, but I thought considering you twos have taken it, you twos, you twos have taken it, you twos. Used to. Used twos. Seeing that you guys have taken those, I'll take uh, Woody Harrelson for me for this one. Okay. Three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri is not – I guess for me, a movie that you can revisit all the time because pretty heavy going, but it surprised me this time with the light, the lightness involved in the movie. There's so much dark, but there's so much light as well. The comedy, the comedy. really shines through. Yeah, like it's, uh, it does. You know. I think it does. I, I'd forgotten that, and it was this rewatch that made me go, "Yeah, it, it, I could watch this again and again because it's just got those moments of light within the dark, which is important." If you had to set a task for a creative writing student to find the comedy in a film about a daughter that uh, gets killed and murdered and uh, her mother is seeking vengeance for it, that, that's a pretty tall task. So I think, again, that just uh, screams how how brilliant the mind of, uh, of Marty McDonough is in, in, in dragging those comedic moments out of this dark subject matter. Absolutely. Okay, so from there we shall move into the rank bank. Got a few here and I'm, I'm, lots of feedback. Molotov Cocktails. Vengeful Mothers. Dead Man Willoughby's. Drilled Thumbnails. Fat Dentists. Or Magnificent Cocks. <laughs> it's definitely Magnificent Cocks for me. There we go. You it's a Magnificent that. Cock, Mr. Willoughby. <laughs> <laughs> it is jarring when it's said with that Australian accent. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's, it's, it's really okay. Good. So then let's slip into this, and we're going to start with G-Man. How many magnificent cocks are you going to give three billboards? I'm giving it four point five. Oh, the G's back. Yeah, I uh, really enjoyed. It. I, I said to you before, I hadn't watched. It. I really wanted to watch it. It had a lot of buzz, and and it didn't disappoint when I watched it. I, I mean, it's it's a heavy going, but it is something. It's a movie that stays with you. Like you can really appreciate it. And, and as we said, every actor does their job in this movie. It's, it's really well done. Yeah, we're going to do something different. I'm going to go next. 
I'm giving it 4.5 as well. This movie is, is great. It's, yeah, I, I nearly gave it five. Yeah, I really did. I, I, re- I nearly gave it five. But I think for me, the rewatchability, because it's hard going, even though there is a bit of levity in there, I think that a movie that's five is, a, is an ultimate rewatchable for me where I can just keep going back to it. So this gets 4.5 for me. Okay, Dan. Yeah. How many magnificent cocks are you giving? Whilst, I, whilst I think you guys have been kind in your reflection on this film, I think you're both fucked in the head for not giving it five. <laughs> so I wouldn't change a thing about this film. Every time I watch it, I'm just struck by something different in it that I just think is brilliant. So, yeah, yeah I, I can't beat this. This is exactly the type of film that I love. Uh, I'd, I, I hope we can find more gems like this in the, the film universe. But, yeah, it's a, it's a flat-out five out of five for me. And I know I've been yep. flicking those fives around like a G-man in the 90s with his tens, but it's uh, it's very much uh, worth it in this case. So five out of five, well played, all involved. Yeah, I could be talked into that, Morgs. That's, uh, that's yeah. a good rating. Yeah. Yeah, no, I could, you could give it five. I'm just not. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, Gauss, how many magnificent cocks does three billboards get? This, and where does it sit? This gives us 4.67 magnificent cocks. Yeah. Uh, and that's going to sit us. I'll tell you what. It's going to sit us at equal third spot. There's a logjam. With Lethal Weapon, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Warrior, and right below LA Confidential and Goodfellas. Wow. So it's a log jam in there now at 4.67. Yeah. There's some good movies in there. Yeah. I, I'm happy. I'm, I, the, look, Goodfellas. As a like super contemporary movie, that's that's pretty amazing because I know we, we mm. our uh, our bread and butter is uh, is very much in 80s, 90s flicks that we, we grew up on. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy with that. This is, our, I mean, apart from Top Gun Maverick, this is our latest movie, right? Like yeah, 2017, mm. definitely. By, by a fair way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, by fair way. Well done, you was the two. Guard. You discerning little film snob fucks. Well done. Uh, yeah, t- 2000, 2012, the raid. Oh, the raid. Which you yeah. guys didn't do, but yeah, so, the Guard, two thousand eleven. Yeah, yeah. So there's been a there's been a few twenty tens movie, but this is by far the apart from Maverick, which was yeah, just had to be done, didn't it? If you loved this, so Dan, we're going to start with you up there on the land. If you loved Three Billboards. What are you going to watch? Yeah, this is really a plea to all the F-wits out there, fellow F-wits. Go back and revisit The Guard. So it wasn't Marty McDonough, but it was his brother John McDonough that did this film. And he's got the same sense of humour. And I know that uh, as far as our podcast ratings show, none of you fucking watched The Guard. But go back and revisit <laughs> it. Your Uncle Schnorky doesn't give you a bad tip. And uh, I'm saying that if you if you like this film, go back and check that out. It's a... It, has it's probably uh, the tone is is very different and it, it's very much more a comedic performance in that one with Don Cheadle and um, Brendan Gleeson, but very 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 amusing and just really well written. So again, another playwright, um, which is where the McDonough brothers both come from. So just go and fucking check it out. Just trust me. Okay, and what about you, J Man? Look, staying in that vein, I'm going to say the Banshees of Inner Sharon. Uh, yeah. It's that is that is a different movie. It dances to the beat of its own drum. That one, but it is it is still in both the Richard Martin uh, vein. It's so uh, unique. But it that is, film, like you just did, yeah. did not expect that. I didn't know what I expected, but I certainly didn't expect that. 
Exactly, and and it takes a while because you're sort of like, wow, what's going on? And there's there's only a few characters in it, but they all do their roles really well, and it it just takes it's like this. It sort of takes that turn. So definitely one worth worth watching. It's it's different. Put it that way. Yeah, I'm yet to watch it yet, but uh, I've got it there. I'll, I have to get to it. Uh, I'm going with Spotlight. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, 2015, about the Boston Globe's investigative journalist team called Spotlight that take uh, the Catholic Church to charge for the uh, horrendous pedophilia that has been going on in the Boston area. As harsh as the subject matter is, God, this is a rewatchable movie. There are so many good performances I, in this I've movie. I've probably only seen it once, so I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll write <laughs> it down for me and I'll remember to go and check it out again. <laughs> I'm sure you will. It, it's, you know, Mark Ruffalo, Michael Keaton, Rachel McAdams. Yeah, big Liv cast, Schreiber, big cast. Uh, Stanley Tucci. It, it's next level good. It, it won Best Picture and is and quite deservedly so. Uh, so if you've not seen Spotlight, get on it. It is, it's quality, really is. Okay, so we are very quickly approaching uh, our fiftieth episode, but we've got to get we've got a couple more to go. So next week, I'm just thought normally we throw it out. We've tried the the random number generator. We've done some pretty dark movies uh, lately, so I just thought I'm just going to throw something out there. Just pick a movie. It's a comedy. We haven't done this guy at all on the podcast yet. The Wedding Singer. Oh, <laughs> Adam Sandler. Wow. Okay, nice. Great yeah, choice. Okay. Excellent. So I thought it's a good one to do. Will. Yeah. Well done. Yes, I, th- I thought I thought I'd just I'd pull the captain's pick and just go the wedding singer Adam Sandler, uh, Drew Barrymore start their uh, their lifelong uh, relationship in movies together with this one, and it is a lot of fun. Great soundtrack. Could be one of the best soundtracks ever. Don't forget yeah. John Lovitz. <laughs> oh my god! Well, it's ladies' night, and the feeling's right. <laughs> oh what a night! Uh, yeah, it's a great movie. We'll put we'll put where you can watch it. I'm sure it's available. We should bring some songs back into that one too. We haven't sung many songs lately. We will. So there will be we'll a, sing some there songs. will be a lot of songs. I'm sure there will be. We might. We, you know, it'll be another musical episode. Yeah. Uh, be prepared. There will maybe listen to the soundtrack. Get get all over it. But next week, the wedding singer, which will be a nice little departure from the depression that we've been suffering through the last few yeah. years that we've had to deal yeah. with. Very true. And let's, then let's... we're very close to that 50th episode, which. Could be the biggest movie we've ever done and could be the biggest movie we'll ever do. And then the first birthday, which I think is the movie that the three of us all want to do a movie podcast for anyway. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) So that's a little tease there. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Born to Watch. Check us out on the social channels, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, MySpace, all of them, Yahoo Messenger. And uh, and reach out and give us give us a bit of love. We love to hear from you, G Man. Thank you so much. Peace out, Daniel. Thank you so much. See you, cunts. <laughs> hey, if no, it's good enough th- for Marty McDonough and friends of McDormand, it's good enough for you two, cunts. That's now the thirty-first and the thirty-second uh, use of the word in or around this movie. Until next week, it's bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Born to Watch. To join us on our journey into some of our favourite movies of all time, you can find us on all good podcast networks like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you like what you hear, give us a five-star review and share with your friends.